There's no epidural in a spiritual rebirth. <laughs> I wonder what's on the tube. Welcome back. Thank you for being a friend. What you talking about, Willis? You are a meathead. For you. Welcome, everyone. It's Sitcom My Face. <laughs> I'm Nick Franco. <laughs> What's up, buddy? How you doing? <laughs> I, I'd be good if Microsoft uh, would uh, learn not to update things that will uh, screw up streaming uh, podcasts. <laughs> yeah, what the? You said you even read it? Everyone's having the same issue and they just yep. decide to push through an update that basically cripples your entire uh setup yeah yeah. now here's the best part though when you go to the skype page it talks about the wonders of being able to to push out things like streams and podcasts and twitch and uh it's it's so funny they're advertising it you can't do it right now (laughs) can you not say things like push out but anyway so how you been doing, Jay? <laughs> I got all my money back from being robbed last two weeks oh, ago. Oh yes, fa- fa- Facebook, uh, the Facebook robber. Yeah, whoever jacked my shit. Uh, first of all, fuck you and your mother. Um, <laughs> but I got my money back from the bank today. Well, Sweet. yesterday I think it was, but thank God. Uh, I watched. I watched all of the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO oh, Max. Oh, cool. Fucking love that show. Larry David, so flippin' funny. Oh, yeah. Still one of the funniest shows on TV. I don't care what anybody says. Sadly, you remember how Bob Einstein died, old Super Dave? Yep. And he Super used to be Dave on Osborne. there. Mm-hmm. They brought on his brother, though. They had Albert Brooks on there. Oh. For an episode. I was like, oh, shit. Nice. I got done watching all of that. I think it's the 11th season is the new one. And then I, I saw right, they have yeah. a... They have a documentary about Bob on there now. I, I have to check that out. I, I've, I've been wanting to check that out. I, I hear about, I've heard about it on um, Gilbert Gottfried's pod, and I almost want to say, like, t- didn't uh, before he passed? I think Norm had mentioned something about that either coming out or or, or something like that. What was it called the Super Bob Einstein movie or some shit like mm-hmm. that? I think it was Elbert or maybe their other brother told a story about their dad, who I didn't even know was a comedian. His name was Harry Einstein, and he was uh, on the radio in the 40s. Oh, wow. And he died on stage. Oh, my God. At a comedy roast for Lucy and Desi. Now, talk about your strange coincidences there. Your Damn. not so fun fact for the week. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" The, the poor kids said they had to find out on the radio the next day. They found out their dad died on stage. But I Holy guess they crap. It sounded like he went up. He did his stuff. He killed, and he fucking <laughs> fell over and died. I was gonna he say killed, he killed, he got and killed. then it killed him. You know, there we go. Isn't that fucking nuts. Well, at least he went out on top there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> 
Speaking of Norm, did you see the um, egregious act on the Oscars? Was it last week? Yeah, something like that. Egregious. Egregious. Not talking about the slap. I'm talking about the fact that Norm and Bob Saget were not in the memoriam section. I know, for dirty work. What the fuck? I know. And and the strange, strange part, again, not taking anything away from her, but Betty White was included, who's also more known for her TV work. Well, she did do a lot of movies, though, I mean, for the most part, but my favorite being Hard Rain. Did you ever see Hard Rain? Oh, no. <laughs> Christian Slater and Morgan Freeman? No, I didn't see that one. Town floods, bank robbers. There's scenes where they're riding jet skis through high schools, and I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that. It's like, how, do, how do we flood the local high school? <laughs> well, so, what did you think of this week's show, buddy? Well, this week's show, for all that uh, we're not aware, was Dharma and Greg. Which, Wait, which, we watched uh, Dharma. Shit, I watched the wrong show. Oh, no. What did you watch? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The little kid spanking the old guy. <laughs> and at the end, he gave him a lollipop. Oh, I'm did not I... sure exactly what you were watching there. <laughs> ah, shit. All right, you tell me about your show. <laughs> okay, well, the, the, this show... Uh, Maybe it'll come back to me. Uh, first premiered in September of 1997. Wow, old. And lasted for five seasons, ending in April of 2002. As you'll find when we actually do some of the 90 shows... Yeah, this is another Chuck Lorre joint. Ch- Chuck Lorre's fingerprints are all over the freaking 90s and 2000s. In case you never heard of Chuck Lorre, uh, Two and a Half Men... Mom, Dharma and Greg, was a Big Bang Theory. Yep, Mike and Molly. Yeah, a, a whole. I think that's all. Crapload of uh, <laughs> like uh, shows are either produced by him, uh, co-written by him. I did see some earlier ones produced by him, but he he wasn't on all the episodes. So I think he might have came right. in later, like Sybil and Grace Under Fire. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, where I think he came in maybe and took over or something. That's that's quite possible. But, yeah, he definitely uh, had his uh, fingerprints all over this and, you know, many other shows that will, as you've mentioned, a crap load of them there. Oh, we can make it easy. We can. Here's how you can describe the show. Here's season one right here. Okay. What what <coughs> What is <clears throat> what is the synopsis of the show? Uh there, JJ. When free-spirited yoga instructor Dharma Finkelstein meets conservative attorney Greg Montgomery, it's love at first sight. Unfortunately, there is absolutely no love in the air when Dharma's hippie parents and Greg's blue-blooded establishment parents finally meet after their children have already married in a drive through chapel in Reno. With friends and family all suggesting that a quick annulment would be best, it's no surprise that the couple begin to second-guess their impulsive nuptials, but it's soon evident that nothing can stand in the way of true love. Except uh, uh, season six. (laughs) (laughs) I have the first two seasons. I don't think the others were ever released on DVD, and I remember... That I'm not sure, but... This one is another one of those print-on-demand titles that we talked about. Ah. Because I don't think this one sold real well. (laughs) Gotcha. And then I think they were like, fuck that, just put it on streaming. So... Well, speaking of, it didn't do real well. It, you know, this lasted five seasons, but uh, suffered a lot in the ratings. Uh, It went up 
uh, a good portion, I think, of its uh, run against shows like Frasier <laughs> and and basically juggernauts like that. So, hmm. yeah, it didn't do as well, uh, you know, like uh, as far as uh, the Nielsen's. Here's your purple bottom discs is your first sign of a print on demand. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> hey, is it rewritable? <laughs> it might be. It might be. So, yeah, 97 to 02. I was yep. pretty young yet. I would have been maybe 11 when this show started. I remember my mom really loving this show. She thought Dharma was the funniest thing in the world. I kind of found her annoying at the time, and I didn't even rewatch this show until I was a little older. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot on this show for a kid, I don't think. It's not a no. It's it's not necessarily that, not that it's not kid friendly, but yeah, it's nothing for a kid to you know, latch onto. Yeah, yeah, be into like you know, character wise, situation wise. Yeah, it, it pretty much is all uh, adult. So, what did you think of this show? Is this your first time? watching it really i i had watched like one or two episodes back in the day but it wasn't like one of those like oh intensely watching it was kind of like it's on uh okay let me go in the other room a minute it, it, you know, like it, it was not a focused watch this time i i did focus i brought this one up because uh mitchell ryan who plays greg's dad on the show just passed away He's in a lot of a lot of things that actor, but I know him mostly as Doctor Wynn in Halloween Six, one of the worst Halloween sequels. Oh God! <laughs> but he's in there, so yeah. R.I.P. Mitchell Ryan. Yeah. I wish I wish the show was about the parents. <laughs> yeah, those if anything, they, they should have just made a spinoff. You know, like you know, the the parents of Dorma and Greg. And just left it at that, and uh, with, with occasional uh, sporadic appearances by them or something, by the, by uh, yeah. Dharma and Greg, and and tr- and truthfully, just Dharma because Greg was basically a prop after a while. And uh, let's see, J- Jenna Elfman, uh, like besides Dharma and Greg, Elfman is it Elfman, right? <laughs> Elfman, sorry, I th- <laughs> Jenna, who's Elfman? Don't bring you know, your like, fucking you know, Lord of the Rings, Rings yeah. porno <laughs> fantasies in here, my friend. <laughs> Oh, damn She's got some pointy ears. I can rub my pee pee on. <laughs> oh, my precious. No, um, <laughs> you stay but, the fuck um, away from my precious. But uh, Jenna Elfman, you know, besides this, do you know her from really anything else? Like, like, have you watched her in many other shows? Um, I remember watching a lot of that movie Krippendorf's Tribe when I was a kid. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know why. Her and, uh, what the fuck's his name? I can't think Richard Dreyfus. Thank you, Richard Driver. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I, the the way to remember him for me is uh, I don't know if you ever saw the uh, Saturday Night Live. Um, it was around I think uh, what was it? It was the 25th anniversary of Star Wars, so they had the the screen tests of other people trying to beat the characters, and it's uh, I think Richard Dreyfus is C three PO. It's like uh, who is it under that mask? It's me. It's Richard Dreyfus. I don't need this. I was in Jaws. So whenever I have to remember, I just I just remember that sketch. But um, yeah. Let's see. What what, what other uh, let's see, TV shows was uh, Jenna Elfman? Uh, let's see. Oh, she had a show after this, uh, accidentally on purpose or something like that. Yes, accidentally on purpose. It lasted eighteen episodes. Yeah. Let's see. She was also in sixteen hundred pen, which was 13 episodes. I like had totally forgotten that 
Jenna Elfman was also in. It's like, oh, shit, because I kind of gave up watching the show after a while. Fear, Fear the, the Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah, weird. <laughs> it's like I watched an interview with her and I was like, what the fuck? She's on that show. Yeah, and it was weird because we talked about the dad from Raising Hope was on Fear the Walking Dead. Mm hmm. And the clip they showed was her and Mo Collins from remember Mo Collins from Mad TV. Oh my god! And I was like, "What the fuck is this? Like a zombie show full of comedians? Like what the fuck is this? <laughs> I might I might have to watch this because I love all three of those." <laughs> I was like, what "Oh my the god!" Fuck? Ne- ne- now I'm remembering. I ever watch uh, Key and Peele? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> with, with, with with the zombies. <laughs> it's like. Like, uh, what was it, the, the, the zombies in a car, and they, you know, like, Key and Peele come by, and the zombies start rolling out the window. It's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking racist-ass zombies. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. I was like, I was like, well, how the f- all these comedians are on fucking Fear the Walking Dead? That's so bizarre. Yeah, uh, but I, I gave up after a while on Fear the Walking Dead, so. I didn't I, even make it to that one. Yeah, that like, one wasn't even out yet. I think when I gave up on the first Walking Dead. Yeah, uh, yeah. F- Fear. I think I got through one and what one season and a couple episodes, and that was enough. Because we already got there. So her, her, and Dillahunt there on Fear the Walking Dead. So another Raising Hope connection, as we were discussing right. before the show. Raising Hope. <laughs> the same song. Remember the song we talked about with Raising oh, Hope? Oh, yes, of uh, Danny's song. Daniel's song with yep. what, Kenny Loggins? Yep, Kenny Loggins. Is in... <laughs> Kenny was it, freaking it was, Loggins! <laughs> it was in the first episode of Raising Hope. It was yep. came back in the last episode. It's in the finale of this show as well. It's in the finale of the show, and when Dharma's uh, parents are getting uh, alternatively married, or whatever you want to call it, in, in, in the uh, park thing there... Yeah, Kenny Loggins is there playing Danny Song. Oh. Did you see uh, old Bill Murray's brothers in this one? Oh, uh... Joel wait. Murray. Oh, wait. No, he, was he, um... Uh... He's Pete. That That is Pete. Okay. I'm like... His, their other brother was a main character on Yes, Dear, was Greg's mm-hmm. boss, which was the other Greg Garcia show. Damn. Right back to Raising Hope again. <laughs> How many tie-ins with Raising Hope can you find? I don't know. Yeah, and and uh, I, I was telling you the the weird thing as far as you know, we always talk about yeah, we take a shot at the theme song, and for me, this was not unpleasant. Very short, short uh, instrumental little short <laughs> instrumental. It, it sounded like just someone noodling about on a guitar. Had had some heavy reverb on. It's like, and it's like, and it's over. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you said it grew on you. Yeah, it, it definitely grew on me. To, you know, to the point it's like, okay, I'm not going to hit skip when watching the episodes. For an instrumental, it's not bad. I no. prefer, like I've I've said before, I prefer a little jingle or something. But yes, uh, same here. But. Yeah, I, I found out that the man that did this uh, theme song was also um, uh, behind some other uh, he some other shows, mainly some animated ones, and uh, he did some of the theme music, uh, not not the the main theme, but like some of the other music for Two and a Half Men, another Chuck Lorre joint, and um, Mike and Molly, but. 
the thing I was like, wait, this guy did what? This man wrote the theme to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back in 1987. <laughs> a song that I have sang a billion and a half times in my life. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's it's a song. I wasn't a big t- turtle watcher, but it's just one of those, it sticks with you and will never leave. <laughs> They're the world's most face and fighting teams. <laughs> We're really hip. We're heroes yeah. in a half shell and they're green. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So D- D- Dennis C. Brown, yeah, gave me a bit of a surprise when I was looking at his, at his uh, credentials. There, I'm like, what? And he he went from Teenage Mutant <laughs> Ninja, Ninja Turtles to just noodling around on a guitar really quick. <laughs> well, let's see. Well, what about any of the other characters? Like, again, like I said, Greg to me was just very. Disposable yeah, you, so Greg. you of course you got Dharma and Greg. Dharma's like the hippie chick. Greg's the very uptight conservative guy. He yeah, is a, pretty he's bland. He's very vanilla on this show. Oh, very. But I think it's the way his character's written. Yeah, it's not really his fault. And you said you like Dharma. You thought Dharma's funny. I I could give a shit less really about Dharma to be honest. Okay. I um I get it, but there the the show has one of the one of the things I hate with comedy is like just saying random things is funny, and I don't think mm. that's funny. I think it's lazy writing. Okay, no, no I, the, I, I get you. The more I thought about it, though, I don't really like any of those Chuck Lorre shows, and they all kind of have that same vibe. Mm. Like none of them really feel smart to me. Ironic, because like Big Bang Theory is supposed to be about smart people. Yeah, but, but watching but it, it, it doesn't feel smart. Right. I was going to say, yeah, but we'll, we'll get around to Big Bang at some point. It's like you said, it's supposed to be about smart people, but it's written from a very, um, it's Layman. like, okay, yeah, <laughs> very, very lazy. Okay. What's something about nerd culture? Oh, okay. This. Yeah. We got an episode. <laughs> yeah. And so with, with Dharma, it's, it's not that any of the jokes are like cleverly written. It's more like kooky like i'm a kooky person look mm-hmm. at me now, now, now you're making me uh remember uh a uh, family guy where it's like you know how like sometimes they're watching a tv show and they were watching dharma and Greg. it's like let's go dance on the coffee table and you know all of a sudden right. it's like it's just like okay <laughs> um on a comedy show i want there to be jokes that feel smart and written Understood. Understood. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of just kooky. I mean, and it's weird because I feel like it works on other characters like Larry. Oh, her yeah, father. Larry, her father is. Her father is Larry great. and Abby, who are the hippie parents, and I think they're very funny. I think that um, he's more. He's written as dumb, but he yep. actually has more joke lines. Yeah, no, he he definitely has a lot more, and and it's not necessarily that he's dumb, but you know, like it's like it's a cultural thing from you know like the hippie counter counterculture thing, and it's all conspiracy theories, all and- conspiracy theories, and the fact of uh, what was it in 1972 he had like an accident, so he has no short term memory, like like he has a bad short term memory. Mm-hmm. It, and even the references though, like he makes some pretty obscure like references where you go oh some research was done here yeah now what did you think of 
the neighbor character, Jane. And 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 do you know her last name? Jane, I don't remember her last name, no. Doe. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Jane's, I mean, she's fine. She's just kind of an extension of Dharma, just a weirder, darker version of Dharma. Yeah, no, she's definitely you know, like it's it's supposed to be like, you know, like yeah, Dharma's like the 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 light, you know, hippie, uh, goofy and that and yeah, like Jane is kind of like yeah, the the dark uh it's almost like goth hippie or something going on. It was interesting, I think it was a little bit later when they get Pete and Jane together in yep. a relationship. They, they, they're they trying to marrying, too, yeah. Yeah, they're trying to mirror the Dharma and Greg relationship, only theirs is extremely toxic. Yep. Which is kind of funny, because they've seen Dharma and Greg come together. Oh, we just got married randomly, and it worked out so well, We're, we love each other. So they, it's almost like they think they can do that. Right, but then and they just fucking hate each other, and it's constantly. That was kind of funny. That's yeah, kind of a funny dynamic. In, in fact, the one episode I watched, it's like, it's like, oh, like they're so happy. It's like, why? We're getting we're divorced. Getting divorced. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're gonna have a party. Yeah, come on over. <laughs> She's like, you want to help me throw your shit out the window? He's like, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, so that relationship was kind of funny. Yes. It, but but it's weird on her own Jane yeah was kind of like one dimensional oh the crazy neighbor crazy but there's there's no substance to her <laughs> she's crazy though in where she could show up and be like hey i killed a guy and you might believe it right like <laughs> if she was like darn i need you to help me bury this body you, it might be true. You don't know quite mm-hmm. for sure <laughs> if it's true or not. I I I love the episode where uh, which Greg, like, because um, Dharma is, like, hanging out with some of his friends, his poker buddies. He decides, okay, he's going to hang out with Jane. And Jane g- goes over to, like, one of her friends' houses, and they're going to play this, uh, you know, the strange game. And it's like, Greg's like, I'll, I'll, I'll watch. It's like, and they're like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, no one's ever volunteered to be the, the watcher before. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 no! I'm, I'm just gonna watch. I'll, I'll, I'll it's like, it's like, okay, I'm first to lick the watcher. It's like what? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, a knock on the door, and it's freaking Dick Clark. And it's like, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you, you know, like what y'all you know, want to come in here. It's, it's too crazy. It's like, oh, you must be the watcher. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, yeah, she, she. I mean, there's moments like that where you're like, this yeah. is kind of funny. We haven't really talked about Greg's parents, though. No, we Kitty, haven't. Kitty, Kitty is funny, but she's like the uptight, rich, prissy. Correct. Fun. And she, but she does play well with the husband character because he is kind of like fed up. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like just like, yes, yeah, dear. Yes, dear. Yeah, yes, just dear. Gotta- but there's like like one where she leaves or something for the weekend and he's making naked margaritas or something and he just mm-hmm. shaking naked and he's like naked margarita weekend cause wife is gone you know that kind of shit oh man you could tell she's the only one reining him in at home otherwise he'd just be a fucking psychopath too mm-hmm. which I love and, and, <laughs> and, and the crazy like he and Larry actually kind of get along at times so they they like they, mm-hmm. they, they 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 find common ground <laughs> one's a stoner one's a drunk right <laughs> and and of course 
be, be, being that you know, like the you know the the stoner and uh, the community that Larry and uh, Abby hang out in, it's like later on who yeah who has to be one of their friends, Tommy Chong. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Who was also <laughs> on Raising Hope? Yep. <laughs> he dated and, Mama on an episode in the last season. And uh, he he was also uh what was it that seventy show right? Oh yeah, very funny on there. <laughs> uh, Ed, someone had a line with Edward, Greg's dad. Like, there's an episode or a couple episodes where Ed or uh, Greg leaves, and they're like, "The only quality time you ever spent with Gregory was while you were drinking." He goes, "That's not true. I always prefer to drink alone." <laughs> 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 that pretty much sums up his character pretty well. <laughs> He's like, "Can y'all just fucking leave so I can do some drinking? This is some bullshit." Were you happy to see uh, Yardley Smith show up? Yes. Yeah, oh, the yeah, old Lisa Simpson, Yardley Smith. I met her. I love her. She's a sweetheart. Oh, awesome. Well, now, when, when did you meet her? Uh, I, I went to a film festival that she was doing a Q&A for. That's where I met her the first time. And she was awesome. Did pictures and talked to her and all that shit. All the fan stuff. And then I got, uh, I was up for, long story short, I was up for a fifth lead in a pretty decent sized movie. And it came down to me and one other guy who is now super famous. Um, hi. Uh, <laughs> and so that we fought for this role. Um, they ended up giving it to him, but they were like, hey, as a, as a, um, sorry, here's a little bit part in the movie. So I have a really small part in it. And she was a producer on it. So when I was doing the auditions for the big role, mm-hmm. I got to audition for her. Like five, oh, I think it was cool. five times. Like that, 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 that's. But it must be like so, so odd hearing that voice coming out of you know, like the laugh. Her. It was the laugh. Yeah, we, exactly. It was a dark, a dark room, <laughs> and I go in, and there's a t- like a round table with I don't know maybe eight people sitting there, and the scene was like a jokey, funny scene. I'm supposed to be the big jovi, jovial fucking fat guy, right? And I do the first joke line, and all of a sudden I hear Lisa Simpson laugh. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't know she was a producer on it at that point. Oh, my God. Like, it's like, I what was, was like, that? Stay in the moment. Stay in the scene. It's like, I keep doing the scene. Yeah. And then at the end, the lights come up and they're all like, thank you. And I'm like, holy shit. It's Lisa <laughs> But yeah, she's in 17 episodes of this. She plays uh, Greg's like secretary. Mm-hmm. Who, who's basically smarter than Pete. <laughs> Marla. I think it was named Marla. I but yeah, it was definitely an M name. Uh, yeah, I think I think it was Marla. Yeah, she's uh, so funny. Yeah, Ma- Marlene. That that was her Marlene. Name. That's right. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like any of the other characters that really stood out to me on the show. Yeah, for me, it was all about the parents. All True. about the parents. <laughs> Which is why I, when when he died, I was like, all right, we can do the show because he's he's one of the ones worth talking about at least. Mm-hmm. There's an episode. Uh, what the hell was it called? Where Larry takes over security for his company, like the overnight lobby security. Oh, God. <laughs> that shit. Oh, Love, Honor, and Olay, it's called, in season four. Oh, I didn't see that one. And the guest star is Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince. Oh, geez, really? He's like the other security <laughs> guard. And he's trying to train him, but they like basically leave Larry in the lobby overnight. And he basically turns into fucking Rambo because he feels like, he feels like he's being watched all over, and there's like all these people breaking in, but there's nobody fucking there. <laughs> so by the end of it, he's got like face paint and fucking spears and shit. 
He's like talking himself up throughout the entire night. Oh God! It and, s- s- sounds like Will uh, Ferrell, uh, like one of the early bits he did on uh, SNL, <laughs> where it basically becomes like Lord of the Flies. It's it's like a morning uh, talk show. Like wake up and smile. <laughs> like there's others, oh, Uncle Phil there and uh, Ed Edward walk in the office in the morning. He goes, "I wonder how Finkelstein did." And he comes running out in a fucking loincloth. Ah! <laughs> like, All right. Oh God! Now, what? Wh- which other ones did you watch uh, for this one? Like, I watched the first two episodes of each season, and then the final episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I watched the first two episodes of the you know of the series. You know, so uh, th- thank God in episode two, it started focusing a little more on the parents. So I was like, oh, cool. But yeah, I as you said, I think the episodes that focus more on them are the ones that are the funnier episodes and truthfully anytime really the six of them are all in a room it is pretty fun yeah um the problem is they just don't do it enough right right yeah i and i recently i've had these two seasons for a while so i've watched these probably i don't know four years ago or something and then the other seasons were never available until they popped up on hulu within the last couple years yep so maybe six months ago, I just went and watched seasons three, four, five all the way through. Okay. So revisiting it now was just kind of a little refresher, but yeah. And and for me, it was like I hadn't watched this in you know <laughs> since it was on in first run. I I've never watched this in uh, uh, syndication. It's like I don't even I, know yeah, what, where. It's yeah, I don't been. know if it was. I mean, I yeah. never really see it syndicated. Yeah. So it, it really was. Oh wow! Okay, since it was first on, yeah, <laughs> this is Dormer and Greg. This is a weird show because it tries, and I guess it's kind of baked into the formula, but it tries to like have its cake and eat it too when it comes to things like it, the, the political issues, or like trans, or because you have Dharma who's the hippie and you have him who's the conservative. Mm-hmm. So they kind of get away with both sides of it. Like, there was some like gender jokes. Oh yeah, no, no, there's definitely. Things that wouldn't have uh, flown uh, if it was written now. Well, not, I mean, yeah. But so, like, there was, they had a, there was a baby for some reason in one episode. She's like, I'm going to teach the kid that he's not locked into a gender. And Greg's like, look in his diaper. He's definitely locked into a gender. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, jokes like that where you're like, you can play both sides of it. Right. Which... It seems like that would give you a little leeway to get away with a little more, but they'd never really push it too hard. I feel like they're, they're trying to base your show on this conflict, but the conflict is never really explored as much as I feel like it should be, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. No, I, I get you. And I think one of the episodes that went into it a little more was actually the episode where, okay, they've been married already. But they decided it's like, oh, you know, maybe we missed something by not dating. So they decided to date. And <laughs> yeah, it, it, it all like goes wrong. It's like their differences start you know, like coming out more. There's like a one where, like I said, Greg takes off for a couple episodes and there's like a trans guy. Mm-hmm. And because the story needs him to befriend the character even though you know greg would be the one that would be weirded out by the trans guy 
Right. Yeah. Coming from they the just completely change his character because they clearly just wanted a trans character there to make it kind of a joke, which is, I mean, clearly some people would be offended by that, but also you're alienating your character because up until then we've seen him be completely different. And I say, I, I didn't watch, you know, the, that those uh, couple episodes, I, I was thrown off by the one thing uh, where, you know, by watching, uh, again, just by watching top 10 episodes, the one episode where all of a sudden it's like, wait, uh, Greg gave up being a, a lawyer? What? <laughs> it's like, it's like, wh- where did this happen? You know, like, wh- you know, wh- that was kind of part of that one. That's when he oh, okay. takes off for. Yeah, to to, to find it, himself a spiritual it's like journey. Whatever. They're about to they're about to have sex. He just won like an award or something for district attorney award or some shit. And she sa- she just goes. She's pretending to be like a reporter. Oh, what made you want to become a lawyer? And in the middle of like this kinky play, he's just like, I don't know. I never really thought about it. And takes it all seriously and has like a fucking breakdown about. <laughs> Why did I become a lawyer? What am I doing with my life? I got to go find myself. And I think that you might have found one that was right after that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah ba- ba- basically where he realizes he, you know, like he is best at his being a lawyer because like he's in the park and like Tommy Chong and some of like the other hippie friends of, um, of uh, Larry like are, you know, like coming over to get advice. In that same breakup episode or whatever, where he goes to the hotel there was a pretty clear odd couple reference, I think. Oh. Because it looks a lot like the hotel room where he goes in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. To kill himself or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the, the, the window. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. In this one, he walks in and the guy who runs the hotels behind him and Greg like walks up to the window and just kind of looking out. And he goes, the jump won't kill you, you know, you're only on the second floor. And he goes, no, no, I'm not. I'm not here to kill myself. And he goes, uh-huh. <laughs> like yeah okay buddy and he's like looking around and he goes and just so you know that shower rod won't hold your weight either <laughs> and he goes i'm not here to kill myself <laughs> he says something like is there a phone is there a phone here and he goes oh there's a phone down the road but most people just leave a note <laughs> and then he leaves <laughs> i was like this feels like a because it even kind of looks like the same cd hotel room from the movie mm-hmm. yeah i I think I said it before the show, but the show does have a lot of actually extended storylines. It'll be like half a season long. Or there's a lot of two-parters, a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them are great. I did notice that toward the end of the run, they really tried to go with a lot more drama. Okay. Did you see any of the ones like the car accident shit? No. Yeah, no. I, <clears throat> that was, I think, end of season four. For end of season and, four, they, they like go flip into a car. season five, yeah. And then I, I think it was like half a season five is like Dharma re- rehabilitation shit where she's right. in a wheelchair, wheelchair. and I yeah, was I, like, this I is actually didn't boring. watch it. I didn't watch any of the season five episodes. And it's a lot of like Greg feeling guilty because he was driving and I almost killed her. And that could be an interesting one episode, but you're a sitcom. I don't want to watch half a season of. Right you feeling bad about almost killing your wife that's too that's too real for a sitcom yeah well you know what yeah certain sitcoms were able to juggle the 
the the the humor aspect and the drama aspect like one of the ones and you said like you're not as familiar with whatever is uh mash you know mm-hmm. you're talking about the korean war i'm i'm trying to think of like which like episode i would have uh i think was like my favorite of the ones that i watched i th- i think actually one of the ones that was uh like really funny it was uh, uh, season one, uh, episode twenty-three, invasion of the Buddy Snatcher. The one I was talking about, where uh, Greg is having poker night with his buddies, and while I think he's like in the bathroom, she's like kind of like giving advice to each one of them, and they're like, and it's like you know, they start calling her, you know, like you know, like to to talk and you know to to give them you know like more encouragement, more advice, and that so like. It's like she's stealing away all his friends. Yeah, everyone likes her better than him because he's boring. <laughs> right. <laughs> Greg's a nice guy, but he is kind of boring. And then, like I said, yeah, like this this goes into with him uh, hanging out with Jane and that weird thing. It's like, oh, no one's ever ever volunteered to be the watcher. <laughs> <laughs> so so that that was actually uh like a a good one and um and, and that's the one also where I think uh, Abby and uh, Larry are trying to get the ducks out of uh, uh, Kitty and uh, and uh, what's his name's uh, like out of the uh, pool. The uh, Thomas, what's his name? Thomas Gibson is Greg, and he uh, he went on to have quite a career on that what uh, Criminal Minds. Yeah, he was on Criminal Minds. I think he was also on uh, was it Chicago Hope? I think too. That Criminal Minds, is, is that still on? That went on for a long time, didn't it? Yeah, I guess he left the show in 2016. But I think it's still going. I'm not sure. Oh, I wonder why he left the show. Oh, wait, was he the one? I think he might have been difficult to work with, right? Oh, oh, you know what? You may be right about that one. Oh, I think I think I do remember hearing something about that where he might have been a little difficult or It's weird. quite quite possible. You know, like, he needed wait. Dharma to calm him down over there. I, there we go. You, you needed the yin to the yang there. <laughs> <laughs> Which again shows up in the uh intro there. <laughs> For the another Chuck Lorre thing, I guess Dharma and Greg show up on was it season 9 of Two and a Half Men. Yeah, which yeah, yeah, that the uh <laughs> They, I guess they're showing the house. Is it after Charlie dies? I think so. I think, yeah, I think season nine is after uh, Ch- yeah, Charlie is uh, written off there. They said they reprised their role, and in Two and a Half Men, they're looking at the house. Oh, right, yeah, because I, I think, you know what, that might be actually the beginning of uh, when, um, uh, before Aston Kutcher became the... The owner uh, of the house? Yeah, the owner of the house. I assumed so, but I've never watched it. If I did watch Two and a Half Men, though, I'd have been like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> Was it like a Fresh Prince when they're selling the house and the Jeffersons show up? <laughs> I think there were some other ones that showed up, too, but I remember the Jeffersons showed up. Overall, what, what would you say? Would you say Dharma and Greg is a good show? I don't hate it. Um Again, it's no it's no eight simple rules. <laughs> no. Thank God. I I think I would gear more toward the side of liking it than disliking it, but it's all about the parents for me. Yeah, I like, I, I, I agree. Any scene they're not in, I do miss them. 
yeah, I you know, I agree, but also I, I I do like some of the antics of Dharma, but not all of it. I had a quote here. I don't remember. It was out of context, but there was a a Larry quote. Uh, there's no epidural in a spiritual rebirth. <laughs> <laughs> Shit like that. You're like what? <laughs> I, I think he. I think Larry is my favorite. Edward's probably my second favorite. Yeah, no, Larry is my favorite. It's it's a hard one for me to gauge because it's very forgettable. Yeah, and the problem is I think some of the main characters are not strong characters. Heads, you know, Greg, I don't think it's a very strong character. Uh, you know, J- Jane Doe, again, on her own, is not necessarily a very memorable character. It's like you said, until you know, the, the connection with Pete, then things... Yeah, I think got a lot better, like you know, a lot funnier. Yeah, Yardley, that we could have used a lot more of her. Yeah, she's only in seventeen episodes, and yeah, they they, they definitely could have used more of her. Like you know, like she definitely had like more of a bite she's, sarcasm. You know, she spiced up the workplace stuff a little bit. Yeah, because at first you just had Greg and Pete doing a lot of workplace scenes, and you're like, I'm bored. Yeah, I was gonna say, and I'll be honest, like you know, some of the. Yeah, because Pete was the one, you know, with the, uh, you know, you know like, making you know, like suggestive jokes and things like that. And it's like, eh. I think he was also on Still Standing, which is a show I used to watch with the Mark Addy or whatever his name was. Hmm. That was another I'm, sitcom. The wife was uh, Gertz. What's her name? Oh, Jamie Gertz? From like the 80s movies. Yeah. 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 Jamie Gertz. She was his wife on there, I think. Ah. That's a fun show. I don't know if that's available anywhere, though. I've never seen it streaming or reruns or i don't think but i i, th- I think i've watched you know, like one or two episodes of that one but yeah you know, like i have no real recollection of anything really about it this was an abc show there was a funny uh i think edwards bring in something for abby's new baby or something and there was he brings like a mickey mouse doll and larry's like we said the there, the baby would have no corporate logos and he goes it's mickey mouse i love mickey mouse but it's <laughs> clearly an abc show owned by yep. mickey mouse so. exactly <laughs> oh disney's got their thumb like show the mickey doll <laughs> tell him how much you love the fucking mickey doll <laughs> yeah i think that was actually a, f- a funny episode too where uh yeah like kitty's taking uh Abby shopping for like you know she's gonna have a, a another baby, and doing a more tr- traditional like oh okay oh yeah like yeah one of these like little rocker things for the kids and oh that, it's like I I think that was a better uh, like one, one of the better episodes. One of the ones where they thought she was gonna lost lose the baby was like Dharma's freaking out in the hospital church or whatever and. Yeah. This Native American guy comes that, that, that's and the he same shows episode. up several more episodes. Yeah. So it's just like her spirit guide is this random Native American. <laughs> like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember what the guy's name was, but he was actually... He was, pretty, he was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty funny. It's like, yeah, because like the uh, like podium thing, uh, it had like sort of like a rotating thing. So like, oh, okay, you could change it to like a, like a Catholic thing, a Jewish thing. <laughs> you better choose a different God and he spins it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like I wish I could do that. It's like well, if you could do that, you know, your face would be on one of those. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. He was kind of funny. Yeah. He just kept popping up there in the couple episodes I watched. I was like, oh, I didn't remember him as like a reoccurring thing. But this has one episode in this top ten that 
I, I, I had a, a lot of anger at the episode. It ended with just like a whole bunch of like, you know, loose ends and that. And the next episode doesn't do anything about it. It's just like kind of like, oh, yeah, that didn't even happen. Sure. And, and, and that's the one with Ed Asner. Yeah. I think I said it before we were recording, right? The final episode, how it ends with a cliffhanger. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. The episode itself wasn't that interesting, but the thing that they set up for the next follow-up season, which they didn't ever get, yeah. <laughs> I think would have been uh, interesting where um, they come give subpoenas to Edward and they go to the office and give him to Pete for Greg mm-hmm. and they're going to be subpoenaed for like insider trading and they're being investigated. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that could be fun. But then they were canceled. I saw an interview with Jenna Elfman. They were asking her about a uh, reboot. Is there going to be a reboot? And she said there's nothing official about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, she talked about how the show was canceled. They thought they were coming back. And then, boom, they were canceled. Five seasons. I mean, eh, it's okay. It's not the best show. It's not the worst show. It's kind of like last week's. I would say it's a little better than last week's. Not yeah, much, a l- but yeah, a little bit. A l- uh, yeah, a little better than you know, Head of the Class. Yeah, as we were discussing, I didn't even know like the hatred that Howard Hessman f- had for that show. But yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely like kind of like in the the lower echelon of what we've watched so far. It, it's it's again, it's not in the you know it, it, no, nothing has reached the eight simple rules uh, low. I would say if you find the maybe the list that he saw the top ten. I don't think you need to watch all of it, but if you want to watch the top 10 best episodes, it's probably fine. You'd probably yeah. enjoy it. And Although I will also say I, I had some uh, issue with what they said was the number one episode. I was like, oh, it was good, but, I, you know, it wasn't laugh out loud, uh, you know, like best. It's the one where uh, Dharma learns about football and becomes like a huge 49ers fan and like makes a, a a giant hat with the Golden Gate Bridge and you know, like basically like totally fanatical. It's like okay, yeah, that's yeah, it's funny, but yeah. <laughs> sounds like some fucking Dharma antics in this, you know. Uh, you know, no, it, it's definitely a, a Dharma <laughs> antics. But, like, put it this way, comparing it to say Seinfeld with remember uh, Putty when the 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 uh oh, yeah. in hockey the the Rangers and yeah. Devils are playing and like and he's you know, dressed up in the in the face paint and that and he's banging on the thing where the priest like the car with the priest is like the devil's going to get you <laughs> it's also this is a hard show to just jump into and i could see why this probably didn't do well in syndication because of the season long storylines yeah like it's not really a show where you can watch an episode in season four and know what's going on. Yeah. And you know what? Some shows can pull that off. Like Mm -hmm. what, what, like a more recent show that could do like a whole really series wide arc is, uh, the good place, which at some point you have to go and uh, finish watching there. But Mm -hmm. yeah, other shows, such but, as this, you know, like not so successful in. Uh, I feel the the premise execution. of that show. I feel like sets you up to know that though. Yeah. It. <laughs> this is something. This is just a couple on a sitcom. Yeah. You shouldn't have to watch a whole fucking season to understand. You know what I mean? What's going this on? Should be and... something. This should be something you can jump in and jump out of. I feel like. Whereas right. Good Place, 
oh, there's like a big mi- over overlaying mystery kind of to it. Right. Yeah, like like just the first season is a big mystery, and then you know things you know move on from there. Yeah, I saw for sure. I think the first two seasons, um, and I have the Blu-ray. Oh, excellent, somewhere. excellent. So, but yeah, yeah, it's it, it definitely good, not great. Yeah, it's it's you know. I, you know, is, is it better than, like you said, last week, head of the class? Yeah, I would put it above head of the class. I, I'd put it, you know, like, again, how you were saying, I think it was more the nostalgia factor with uh, Full House. I think I'd put this over Full House, too, but, yeah. It's, yeah, see, that's the, that's the hard part when you're gauging this, is, like, what you like better versus what you know is good. And I've been doing that more with yeah. movies, because, like... I enjoy watching Friday the 13th movies. I would never say they're good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I think you know what I, mean? I think I told you, uh, I'm not sure if it was you or I told my friend uh, Pete that I actually, for for Halloween, I watched, I was like, oh, you know what? Let's watch the, the original Friday the 13th. It was interesting. Uh, some of the effects by, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, what's the guy's name? Tony... Tom Savini? Tom. Yeah, Tom Savini. Thank you. Yeah, so some of those things were cool, like, you know, but yeah, was it like a great movie? No, it was it was a low budget thing that made a bunch of move a uh, <laughs> bunch of money. Yeah, like it's like well, huh. it's one of those like I can I can tell someone about like oh, oh I went and saw the new scream and this and that and then I talk about it with excitement because uh, mm-hmm. you know, I I there's some level I enjoyed it. But then yeah. they they inevitably always go, so it was really good? And I go, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it I can talk like, about it emphatically and be excited about it and enjoy watching it, but I can also be like, it wasn't great. Yeah, it's, it, is know? it a good movie? Not necessarily a good movie, right. but yeah, I I had it. fun watching it, but I wouldn't say it's a good movie. So Yeah. Well, That's you the know same what? thing with some of these shows that I have kind of like... Mm, Which is why I think when we when we do our list, we're gonna have to decide: are we saying, are we gonna say like this is the ranking based on what I think is the best show, or which shows I like the best? And I think we're gonna have to basically have a couple of lists. (laughs) What 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 what, one set one step saying that oh this is the this is a good show or a great show versus you know what this is a show I grew up with like like for me it was like the odd couple I grew up with that mm-hmm. you you weren't as into that one so it's like oh okay yeah like I would probably rank it a little higher but like okay was it a good show that's the question my list would be insanely different based on those two wordings of a question right. so just remember that when you're listening to the show and we're talking about these things because it's it's hard to go. I I mean, it ran for five seasons. To somebody, it was good. Yeah, and, and, and uh, it, it was like, probably great to somebody. And and that's the thing. We, like some of the things we're talking, you know, like take may sound more critical, but it's just from a taste perspective of like us. Yeah, you know, like okay, was it good? Yeah, it was. It was a good show. Was it a great show? No, but was it something you know, like you and I were into? You know what? I think this the show could have used a shot of uh, 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 Dharma's like real life. (laughs) I thought you were gonna say Dharma's tits. What? (laughs) No, yeah, uh, Dharma's uh, real life uncle-in-law, Danny Elfman from Oingo Boingo. She she's married into the Elfman family. 
Oh, okay. So, I mean, he's he did all the famous movie scores, right? Correct. What's uh what's Danny Elfman's big ones? Like Beetlejuice and shit? Beetlejuice, yeah. Like you know, uh, you'll find him uh partnered a lot of times with um what's his name? Uh Tim Burton. I feel like the Men in Black. Uh I don't know about Not the Will not the Will Smith no, not, song. Not, the not theme the, yeah, from the, the movie. Men in Black, but no, um Let's see. You know what? Yeah, if you look at Danny Elfman's credits, uh, it's tremendous. I think he also did, uh, if I remember correctly, Tales from the Crypts. He did music on The Simpsons. Pee-wee's Big Adventure, The Simpsons, Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Dick Tracy, Nightmare Before Christmas, Mars Attacks, Mission Impossible, Goodwill Hunting, Men in Black, Planet of the Apes, Spider-Man, okay. Desperate Housewives. That's a weird one. Yeah, nope. he's all over the place. <laughs> Milk, which was directed by the same guy who directed that movie that Yardley Smith produced that I was ah. almost a bigger part in. <laughs> uh, Dark Shadows. But uh, again, you know, like if, if you want to go into some deep cuts, though, uh, look up Danny Elfman, Oingo Boingo, and also the, uh, what is it, the Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo, if you just want some oh. really odd stuff. Sorry, he didn't direct Milk, he wrote Milk, the guy who directed this one. Oh, okay. He had the, just the won an Oscar for writing milk. That's what okay. Either can, way. Can, can I win an award for drinking milk? Can I win an award for producing it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you probably would get some kind of weird award for that one. <laughs> I'm lactating. It's like, I do, got milk? Ah! <laughs> at work, when it's like quiet and I'm bored, I'll do this little baby cry where I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, that's creepy. And uh, I said, wouldn't it be funny if I go into like uh, uh, some hospital or something where a bunch of pregnant women are and start making them lactate? Just <laughs> <laughs> cry like a baby and they all just start lactating. Oh, my God. <laughs> <It'd be> hot. <laughs> well, if that's uh, not a way to end a show, I don't know what is. <laughs> I, I, hey, if, it's, if, it's, if it ain't broke, don't uh, I, if it ain't uh, fixed, don't broke it. Um <laughs> If you uh, if you do enjoy this show, please like subscribe. Uh, if you want to uh, check out JJ's Twitter feed, uh, not Twitter feed, Twitch feed, uh, it is Bidwell Fog. Uh, t- Twitch.tv slash Bidwell Fog. I'm sw- Twitch.tv slash Netnik191. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on uh, uh, Gmail. Hit just hit us up. Damn it! <laughs> I've been sitting on my hand this whole show so I can get those different strokes from a stranger. <laughs> oh god <laughs> and on that note <laughs> uh Bye, I, I guess i've been uh nick franco i've been jay bidwell <laughs> and we hope you will sit on my face. face thank you everyone good night bye